Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. She got a fan today. Okay. Yes, I actually need one because I have no actual fan on for the sound. So she's (laughs) teaching the children, (laughs) the legendary children. Let me tell you, you know, uh, back in the day uh, before there was pussy popping, there was fan (laughs) popping. Grandchildren, (laughs) listen to us. (laughs) Work, honey. Oh, my goodness. Girl. And uh, oh yeah, God. all I knew is uh, from the moment I was 12 years old when I saw um, when I saw Madonna perform Vogue at the MTV Music Awards live, and it changed my life forever. <laughs> and so, I mean, talk about if anyone gave you aspirational fan like skills, it was her and her two her, her two gal pals. <laughs> yes, and that so. that actually that was like the convergence of two amazing things. Uh, First of all, it's voguing and 18th century costumes. I mean, yes, which. I had heard a rumor that that was the one of the gowns that was being worn in there was used in um, Dangerous Liaison. So I don't know if that's actually true, but I yes. I think that there's I think I've seen like when they do those reused costume blogs. I think it's the pink that. one, the pink, the one that I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I do this every time when one I go to talk about her two uh, backup singers who are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day when she had them and they harmonized. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, like. God. Ooh, girl, I need there to, was that, a time that reminds, <laughs> that reminds me i have to rewatch um truth or dare because that was that that is oh a good yeah oh yeah background. i Oof, mean girl. that's the thing is whatever I, not now but back 30 years ago and again i was <laughs> all i knew is when i watched that i knew i was getting out i knew i was yes. getting out there was a world outside of houston texas suburbs and i was going to be living in it <laughs> and it, yes. it, it it was fabulous fabulous i love that <laughs> i love that one too anyway but we're not actually here to talk about um, par- um and about uh truth or dare because we're actually here to talk about paris is burning which it wouldn't which, be here wouldn't be truth or dare without paris is burning yes so. exactly so um it's funny um I, so just be forewarned, guys and girl, gals, uh, this is going to be the gayest episode we've ever had. Um, and by the way, welcome back to Old oh, Hollywood right, Realness. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the podcast that, uh, that's dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. That's right. Um, I'm Philip Estrada. I'm Kathleen Nall. Uh, apologize for the clunky um, intro. We are out of practice. Oh, yeah, well, but, um, that's all right. We appreciate, Were we ever we in practice? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Appreciate your patience with our uh, brief, uh, brief hiatus. Yeah. We had to. Life is life is getting, life is life, you know. So we gotta, you know, get, keep it As going. As the song yeah. says, it's so. getting kind of hectic. So, yeah. Um, in the words of a, in the words of, in the words of the CNC Music the Factory, wise. <laughs> <laughs> In the wise words of, um, oh God, I can't remember her name now. She was a drag queen from season ten. Oh, I lost it. Whatever. Hectic. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember she said, "Keep it pushing, fish," and I'm like, "That's right, keep it pushing." Um, yeah. Monique Hart, thank you. Monique Hart was her name. Um, yeah, keep it pushing, fish. Um, so that's what we've that's what we've been doing, and yeah. you know, so. When we wanted to make sure to be able to give you guys some good episodes, yeah, and um, for sure. we can't, we gotta pay it. You know, it's a lot of work. So, anywho, um, so we're bringing you um, the final installment of our What a Drag Summer series, yes. um, and of course, culminating with the the epic seminal documentary Paris is Burning. Um, because why you, not? <laughs> I mean, I know it's a little bit out of the realm of what we do um, and what we normally focus on, but glitz and glamour. Have you ever? Yes. See the drag queen. I mean, also this the is... DIY factor of it all. So uh, I mean, yes, the, if is, you want it, you go I get mean, it. Okay, you don't exactly. see it, you make it, <laughs> and you make in it the well. Words of uh, <laughs> Frankenfurter, don't don't be. What is it? Dream it and believe. Jeez, oh, I'm out of my depth. And um, Tim Curry, Tim Curry, Tim today. Curry. It's fine. Tim Curry. It's fine. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> be it, believe it, do it, live it. Yes, queen. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I should just stop quoting people. <laughs> of course. Unless so it's I Paul Lind. You can do Paul Lind anytime. <laughs> well, I can just make stuff up that Paul Lind said. <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> Paris is burning. I feel a different kind of burning. <laughs> In my pants. <laughs> In my pants. Talk about Venus. <laughs> It's burning constantly. Um, Thanks, okay. Uncle Paul. <laughs> there. Okay, so Paris is Burning, of course, came out in 1990. It was filmed um, for a few years prior to that, mm-hmm. actually. So um, I think they actually even started in... Um, it was like 87, They started filming in 80, 86. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah, so um, 86 to 90. It took almost four years for her to finish the filming. Wow. Um, it was directed by Jenny Livingston, um, the documentary. Um, and, of course, it features many drag queens, Dorian Corey, Pepper LaBeja, Venus Extravaganza, Octavia St. Laurent, Willie Ninja... Angie Extravaganza, Freddie Pendavis, and Junior LaBeja, just to name a few. Maybe um, you heard and of them. Of course, my, well, um, LaBeja, uh, who, of course, was uh, who? Um, Pepper LaBeja was the mother of the house of LaBeja, yes. but she was not the founder because that was Crystal LaBeja. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the documentary The Queen, Crystal LaBeja is, of course, the most exciting part of that documentary. <laughs> Um, Although a really interesting I've, window into the 60s, like just just yeah, a, a interesting I mean, time capsule for sure, you know. Because that was an Andy Warhol joint, right? Uh, it was, or he was involved in it He was involved in it, in it, but like even just the way that the men are, it's very much like you can just see Judy Garland is obviously in their way. Yeah. Like just, and the way they move and everything is so like just dated in that way like like women of the mm-hmm. 60s moved it's very interesting it's kind of interesting to watch it's kind of interesting to watch the queen and then to watch paris is yes. burning because it shows like the evolution of the of the drag what would have been then was not necessarily a drag ball but like a drag competition right. to actually be a female impersonator and then the paris is burning which is showing the new york city ball culture um or as the you know the gals and girls and the, the a documentary would say the ball the culture, well the balls. I always love the way they said that. It was like cracking me up. Um, so the ball culture, which was um, you know uptown Harlem, New York in the late eighties, early nineties, and it's that it you know it which essentially gave birth to RuPaul's Drag Race. In oh, a way. very much. You know, I yes. mean, I mean, because it's so funny. I was watching, just watching this. Um, I was so shocked by how much just everything that RuPaul says is lifted straight from this movie. It's nuts. Like Shantae, 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 like the opulence bit where it's like you own everything. Yep. Like they just straight up quote this, this documentary. It's just, it was like the language of being in Sashay away. Was, yeah. Like all sashay, that, yeah. all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Just like, it's so the realness of it all, like yeah. realness. Um, fierce, you know, not shady. You know, She's fierce. You know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. We're not here to be shady. Just fierce. <laughs> That's like my favorite quote. I, I wrote, I have that, notes. <laughs> I wrote down. Yeah, yeah, I wrote okay, down. So <laughs> Kathleen, I forgot. Uh, so what, so what was your first time watching this? Film, you know, actually? I, I want to say my first time watching it maybe was like 2013. It wasn't like mm. super way back in the day or anything. And honestly, because I just don't really think I knew about it. Um, you know, having, again, I, I, I grew up at a different time where, you know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have a lot of that. The closest I really got to any of this, and I didn't even know it was really gay culture, was, you know, um, seeing Madonna perform Vogue. Not just Vogue, but, like, the video of Vogue, which, again, I, I cannot... I cannot begin to like, like explain how much, how life changing this was for me. And we often forget about how, um, I mean, this was important for the gay community, but like how important Mm -hmm. Madonna was for women at that time and just women expressing themselves and, you know, not to be like, no pun intended, but seriously, I mean, the, the, the time, and I, I was only 12, but like there are people who are older than me who talk about the like the club days and mm-hmm. just this like this revival and, and this of glamour and um, that um, and there was also a DIYness to it, you know, and I think that's something mm-hmm. that you saw like Madonna at, at that point, she had evolved from this kind of DIY, almost like punky, very New York kind of street kid. And then when she came out with Vote, it just anyone who loved and again i loved i already loved old movies and musicals at the time if you were to see that yes. for the first time like you, you i can't explain how mind 
altering it was and just how wonderful it was and to wait until that video would come on in the afternoon like I would wait for it because you know it was, again you Indian you'd want to record it so you could watch it yeah, on a seamless hear, loop yeah, you'd you know? hear those you'd hear those stings oh just my the, god like, those the, those the little bars come in at the beginning Stop. and then the snapping you're just like you were scrambling you're just, to the you're TV. Goose, like, I, you goosebumps yeah. You're, yeah you're scrambling yes. and you're just you can feel it it's just like it's too much and even to this day when like when I just hear that that beginning of that song you just you just you're just taken back like it is wonderful and uh-huh. you if I, I felt with so much hope when I talk about it but like seriously we, I cannot talk about how important she was for women or for us for me mm-hmm. but I'm sure for everybody at that time like it was so wonderful and just I don't know like I'm trying to think of but I'm sorry I digress but yeah I think it was only like 2013 when I saw Paris is burning and I really loved it and I thought it really um uh, explained a lot to me like I, I, and I really um, and also was very uh, emotional to watch because it's so mm-hmm. real you know um, yeah. but I loved it oh. and then um, just today I discovered the outtake video which was almost two hours long but also that was really good too <laughs> and um, there's just even more um, interviews with people like Dorian Corey and everything that just um, I think even further explain the documentary and and everything but um, I think it's really good and as far as just like one of those early um, kind of gritty documentaries before a lot of technology. And it was really about like following people interview. It doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me that it took her years to finish because, you know, documentarians don't exactly have like budgets and, you know, aren't making right, a ton yeah. of money They're You're not really doing it for the money. So I think that, um, yeah, it was just really interesting, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of my experience. And of course I loved Drew RuPaul's drag race when it, you know, when it first came out and like, and even just watching it, like the first, seasons versus now and just how beautifully unpolished it was and like how much things oh, have evolved God. where they're almost yeah. the flawlessness of everything and i think about that too even rewatching paris is burning i'm just like god imagine if these guys could see these ladies could see you know what people are able to do today and how you know like when they long to be like being feminine or looking rich or having a certain look it's like oh the things we can do you would your mind would be mm-hmm. so blown at just the flawlessness of you know even yeah. just the lace front wigs of it all you know I mean, so <laughs> you know what lace I mean? front wigs alone yeah honey. that alone but but yeah. uh but yeah well so. i mean it's so just thinking about these women um these ladies and gentlemen who like who did these who did the balls and like really kind of like were the they're, they're, they're trailblazers right. like they they crawled so that you know detox could run oh absolutely basically. and really it's like it's so it's so true it's like imagine just they would probably would be floored by the fact that the what they what drag queens can do nowadays like it's like these these i mean there's drag queens who own real estate you know oh, beca- yeah. and are able to do that off of the work that they do as a drag queen because of this because of this documentary because this documentary showed uh, the showed you know showed their their life mm-hmm. and their 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 art and their their artistry as a positive thing yes. and not as sort of not as like you know the sad sad gays who are no you know, no not at all AIDS and they can't get it to you know it's like how they're you know the the it showed it was such a I don't um yeah, it, it's interesting. Like, um, I actually don't. I'm trying to think back of when. Yeah, I, I was gonna say when was saw the documentary. When did you I, first see it? Or I honestly have no. I don't remember. Like, I literally honestly. discovered I'm, it on Netflix many years ago, and was like, I feel huh, like you know? I saw it. I feel like, um, you know what? I uh, you know what? I'm thinking. I'm having a vague memory of when the first time I worked with the blondes. Oh, okay. Actually, which was not that long mm-hmm. ago, actually. Well, no, look about it's probably like twenty. You know, um, you know, 2013, 2012, 2013. Yeah, um, yeah. And they, they were talking about Paris is burning. And then I was just like, oh, I'd never seen it. They were like, girl, you have got to see this. So I ended up, I think it was streaming or it was, it was, it was easily available at the time. Mm -hmm. And I watched it. I was just like, okay, yes, everything, everything, yes to everything. It's so good. And, um, 
yeah, so it was sort of that, that's sort of like it's a touchstone for the gay community and for the drag community, you know, for the for the gay community who is not wildly obsessed with Mask for Mask Realness. That's a whole Thank other you. episode I won't even yes. get into. Thank you very much. Yes. Looking at you, boys and girls. There was such a diversity. To wear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, the, the I think what's interesting, what was really great about it too is it's the, the, embrace, the embracing of the gender nonconformity right. too, which I thought was actually kind of interesting as well because for so long you you know it's like i and upon the rewatch i really caught more about pepper labasia and her um her like willingness to say that she's like yeah i may she's like yeah i want to i want to live as a woman but also as a man right like she's just like i'm not i don't feel the need to get a you know to get a sex change operation or gender reassignment surgery and it's like well because she wasn't she that's not who she was Mm -hmm. but she also likes the fact that she can live as a woman or she can have you know that having the choice to do that and i love that like i was just like that's interesting because it was so ahead of the time oh absolutely because gender nonconformity and gender fluid wasn't even in the lexicon in 1989 90 well and and she was so interesting too which they don't they don't really show you in the actual paris is burning you see this in the outtakes is that she was well he was a father and had real children Mm -hmm. and spoke very highly uh loved being a father and talked about how yeah. much he was a father to the kids at the house or mother and then also a parent right. to his actual children and how much that was so important like even he's like it makes me whole it gives me life and so um and then also um oh my gosh her, her name's escaping me but this there was this um some some people wanted fame other people really um also wanted normalcy like the idea of being getting married and having kids and a oh, house venus, venus, uh, yeah. venus yeah and truly talked about that and like um it's so touching and then like even yeah. just the the drag of you know they had categories where it was like you know essentially like being a businessman or being in the military like mm-hmm. how much can you do the drag of being straight like living a straight that, life which I was fascinating that, honestly. yeah it was, i loved I it i really love that it. piece of it because that really tells you that was really kind of like tells you how much they were thinking about Mm -hmm. it where it's just like all everything that you are every clothes you wear every and the you know the it's it's drag all All of of it's drag drag. like it's all drag like like (laughs) i dropped my fan (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like uh, you know as I was saying, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all drag. Like the, the mask for mask realness. Oh, God, honey, that's just drag. Yeah. That's just drag. Put on your, you know, your, your, your football drag, <laughs> your football drag. You know, it's like you get dressed up to go to, yep. to go to the football game. That's drag. Like it's all drag. Cause you're, but what you're doing is you're putting on the, the war paint, the costume of that, of what you think of that person is. Mm-hmm. If you think like I am a sports fan, so this is what a sports fan looks like. Exactly. It's just like it literally it, that's all it is and like executive realness that's that's drag Loved they, it. you know double breasted suit mm-hmm. with like a with like a you know with like a london fog coat like it's like yeah that's what they think and that's what an executive is supposed to look yes like. that's drag. yeah like 100%. if you think about it yeah and everything is it's like punk rock kids who spanged for money on the streets yep. they all look the same because there's drag to it there's an expectation of what that's supposed to look like and i think that this movie does or this um, documentary is a really great job of kind of like pointing that out to be like it's you can literally be what you want to be yeah it's just it's just because you don't you aren't actually that but you can literally put on a costume and that's what we're all about all about that costume on (laughs) live the live the fantasy like right and and if you can't if you can't buy it you make it and you learn you you learn you learn about okay well i want to i want this well i'm gonna learn about the pat i'm gonna learn how to Mm -hmm. sew i'm gonna learn about the time period and um one of the things I know this was in the outtake, but um, when Dorian Corey was talking about, because he goes way back, like he knew people who were oh, drag yeah. queens in like the 30s and 40s, and like from probably and probably honestly like, probably came up through like the 1920s and through the Depression. And one of the things that really stuck out with me was when he talked about how because balls used to be worn like once or twice a year back then, yeah. and how they were yeah. they would keep beads under their bed, jars I love of beads, that story. and they would completely like coat like and they would trade the beads and then they would construct these dresses that were beaded up for, all for the ball and then immediate and then as soon as it was done take all the beads out and and then put them back in the jars and do it again and i just that is some that reminds me of like i remember um 
I think it was an episode years ago I remember listening to of like um, uh, uh, This American Life and a very similar mm-hmm. thing about um, people used to do that in the Depression um, and well – 20s 30s 40s early 20th century um and even if you were middle class um people used to knit sweaters all the time like knitting and crocheting was a thing so they would every season you would knit a sweater and then when you were done with it for the season you would unravel the whole thing and put it in a ball and then re-knit a sweater for the next season so that you did not get wear marks in your sweater you and the you did not like wear out parts of the yarn and they would recycle oh, the freaking wow. yarn that way. Yeah, like it was no big deal. <laughs> but that's the thing though. Like that's the thing that's, lo- yeah, that's, it's interesting. That's so lost. Of it's two, so lost. Time too, is it's such a, it's such a disposable culture to be and like. And he was remarking oh, no, no, about it in the eighties about that, about how 80s, like yeah. they don't even want to really make a lot of shit. They just, they want, they want the labels. They want the rich clothes, yeah, but it wasn't about the, the yeah. DIY, like how talented you were in the glamour department of making it, you know? And right, um, yeah. even how, Oh, gosh, the one guy remarked about how it sounds like Dorian Corey was clearly a technical designer because he had the pattern yeah, making skills. And, and, and again, he yeah, was from he, that era. If he knew. I wish that the, I do wish that the documentary focused more God on the fact damn that he, I was, know. he actually made costumes more. But some of the. Yeah. So the, we definitely recommend if you loved this, we'll love this documentary to check out those outtakes. Yes. We'll, post the, we'll post the link for that because it's really cool. Just even. I mean, so you can just kind of put it on and kind of space yes, out. It's yeah. just like because it's a little bit. I guess it didn't really fit within the the narrative of the documentary but um it's some of it was pretty good um but yeah it's it's so cool i just love the concept like i love that they showed like like the you know um like freddie and kim pendavis like making their own clothes and like i love that the one was like he's like how long did it take you make you to take that shirt and he's like an hour it doesn't take you an hour to make that it's just like i love Love that he's just like no 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 no." he's like turn up the like turn up the heat and i'm like yeah so good like of course i'd just be like yeah it's gonna take me an hour to make that shirt but it's gonna look good I know we live um, we live yeah. for those moments of of the DIYness. I, and I love it. It's it so good. Really Clearly, great. they're going to be you know they're they're doing like the Project Runway style where they glue it all together. Yeah. They're not like really spending the time like you and I do, where we you know where we painstakingly do every scene perfectly. Hey, like we're, like, if it's know, worth like we, doing, it's know. worth doing right. <laughs> exactly. Um, there is an interesting thing too. I was reading some of the. Um, but I would be remiss to bring it up or not to bring it up too. There's a lot of like, apparently ever, there's a lot of like, not backlash, but there's a little bit of like kind of looking down the nose at this, um, this documentary right. from some of the, some people because they feel that this it's because, um, of the, there's, I guess, what, what should we call it? There's like controversy about it basically. And it's the, a lot of it's basically focused around the fact that like, you know, um, the director, um, Jenny Livingston was a white woman and was going into black and brown, you know, to people of color spaces, which I get that, but also it's just like the fact that she did it at all. Let's, who, who, let's who for <laughs> let's not forget this was the eighties, yeah. which was actually really interesting too. This was the eighties, so it's like, of course, I get it. Like, I understand. Look, it would be great, but also it's like, but you have to remember too. This is like she. It was like very like oh, it's voyeuristic, and it's like you know, it's you know, basically like it was for white audiences and I'm like okay I understand where you're coming from that but also you have to remember look at all the documentaries that came up before all of this yeah it's like everyone was that way Grey Gardens was this way great like the all of the it's very much before but the, after this documentary, there's been a wave. All if you look at how documentaries shifted, they all basically like they've all become produced in a way sure. where actually the the subject of that documentary is on the production team. So there, it changes the narrative, and so it's no longer. So it went from being voyeuristic to narrative, and now mm-hmm. the narration is being is you can the, you look at documentaries now like. They actually you they're they're swaying you. They have a point of view. Right. Whereas this one is very much just like, here it is. Consume it. Like this is what it is. It's like it's like going to it's like literally going to a zoo. And it's like, yes, that's probably problematic to say to go to a zoo and look at things like this when you're talking about people. But that's kind of what you're trying, what I, and I understand what she was trying to do. She was trying to present being like, here is something that people are not aware of that may not be familiar with. 
take it in, right. do what you, you know, like really go for it and like really, and take it in for all it's, you know, you know, for all of it, or what it is. And it's like, I think that that it's like, I see, I see both sides of it, but I do want to say, how else was this supposed to be made? 100%. And you know, she, in 1990, yeah. remember what 1990 was 80s, like. Actually mid eighties. She was approaching well, in, them like in the mid, like, yeah. Hey, can I, and honestly, right. like, cause she was, she was trying to get um, a funding for four right. years and like, and funding, like getting funding from like people and they're uh, um, not to, not to no, interrupt, no, no. like we, I was watching, um, I was watching, they, they actually did the uh, Joan Rivers did a Joan Rivers episode with Pepper LaBeija court during Corey and, and her and Jenny Livingston and she um, Jenny Livingston was like um, it was very difficult to get funding because the gay community did not want to be portrayed as drag queens right. and the black and brown community did not want to be perform- um, as they, gay they, everyone didn't yeah. they're like we're not gay right. so don't show don't show so it was like every every like every minority that was involved in this who could have funded it was like no 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 that's not of us course. so every so it's basically like the only people who could have funded it were the drag queens right. but they didn't have the money because they were like so they had to have gotten the money somehow so it's like it's kind of like one of these things where it's just like I understand yes in a perfect world it would be fantastic if it if it could have been directed by a for by a person of color who was also like um, who was also in the scene it's cool, like yeah sure, that'd be yeah. great but it's like check the box but, but like Look at the reality of you, you, it. Like, let's let's talk in reality, especially for 1984, right. 85, 86. Like, let's let's not let's not lose sight of that. I think she did a really good nowadays. Oh, no, oh, no, sorry, I was gonna go say on. I think, think she just did a really good job of letting people talk, right? And yeah. and I honestly think that I don't even know. I I think of like, well, who would have who would have done it, a man or a woman? Clearly, like, I'm sorry, but when they talk about the woman's touch, like she was very, she was very like. She, I'm sure there was a friendliness to her that they opened mm-hmm. up to her because she was a woman, and she even a mentioned and, and a mother, and like you know these things that she was able to. Um, they were comfortable around her and comfortable telling their mm-hmm. stories. They were comfortable in that moment, and I know, like you were saying, I know there was like backlash of like or not backlash. And again, we don't even know. Again, this is just this is these are things we read. There's, you know, there's just a lot of people. There's I just know that there's a lot of like because they've been doing they've because they, it's coming up. It's like what now thirty years, right? Um, so the thirtieth anniversary is coming is so they've been doing like rescreenings and like new things like hindsight, that. Hindsight, right? Been faced with yeah, right. So everyone's like looking at it with today's lenses and they're just like oh no 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 this is not it's not well, like what it is and i know that there were i know that some of the people involved were um were a little bit like they were there was backlash too because they were they wanted to get some of the money that the movie made and it was just like well honey you signed money. releases yeah. and, and, and you you know it's also it's a documentary like you don't like you know it's like don't, they don't Edie make, and yeah. little, they're not money yeah little Edie and big Edie didn't make any money off of great right it, so like documentaries are not That's money makers yeah exactly yes. like she wasn't if she she wasn't in it to make a documentary to make a bunch of money or she wouldn't have done this in the first place. You know, she's trying to tell the story. And, and I think that that's, that's also been the other side of the debate is like, well, but you were on vid, you were on a a video, you would become immortal. Like it's even said, Mm -hmm. like there are people who were on there. They're like, look, all I know is you're filming me. You're filming me, right. and this will be around forever. I will go. I yeah. will be gone one day. But this is talk here, about legendary. So. They may she made legends. Exactly. And I know that actually. I know that Pepper Labeja actually even went on the record afterward, and she says, "I loved it. Yeah. I loves it. I, she loves it, and she still like watched it. We would revisit it every once in a while. I think she's actually has. Passed I was going to say, but her children um, must be so proud, you know, to I have mean, their dad. You, like, first seriously. of all, like it's just like the fact that like the f- I mean it's. Yeah, she died in 2003, actually. So, but the thing is, is that, like, without this, if, okay, if this movie wasn't made in the 90s, then you wouldn't have all of the movies that were made after it about the about drag queens, and then you wouldn't have RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. It's like it would have taken so much longer oh, for this to, for for that for what we have now to happen if this movie wasn't released in 1990. So it's like you kind of have to like yep. you kind of have to take it for what it is and be like, great, like and just be like, look, we got it, and this is this is fantastic. And so I celebrate. I personally, however people feel about it, I personally celebrate the fact that it was made and it was able to be released and yes i get it it's it's like yeah it's like a little bit like looking at people in a way you know it's like but that's what documentaries are you're trying to tell your you want to tell your story you want to show people how the way other people live and you have to be a little bit voyeuristic yeah and unbiased really you know to be a good documentary it's like 
Exactly. And it's like, I understand that it's like, it's for, it's for quote a white audience, but it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it, I feel like it's for everybody. I, it's yeah, like the people I, I talk to, everyone loves yeah. this Yeah. And also like, so, like to your point, it came out in 1990, but when did we see it? 2013? Yeah. Like, it takes for, again, it takes a while. To, that modern day lens, you're not taking into concept. Like we didn't have the internet. If you, even mm-hmm. if you lived in a major city to see Paris is burning, it probably came out in one theater at midnight. Probably. And you would have yeah. only known about it if you had read your LA weekly or your zine or something yeah. in that scene. And so I, I, I can't, this is why it's so important. And I've, I've talked about this, like just even seeing a, a, an indie movie in the nineties in a major city took great effort. Yeah. So let yeah, alone like a documentary like this. So it doesn't surprise me that it probably, it, yes, it came out in 1990, but none of us really got to see it or didn't really become mainstream until the aughts in the two thousands, you know, yeah, because really, when was yeah. it available? Uh, who, who would have picked up, even if like, did my blockbuster have Paris is Burning in the documentary section? I feel like if they did, I would have I would have rented it because I rented all the documentaries. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember seeing yeah. this in my video store with like the 18th century woman and like, <laughs> you know, and all those other no. like weird documentaries that I love that were about fashion and things like that. So I think that, um, we, you know, we... We, we how quickly we forget so much of the stuff we didn't was censored in so many ways that we wouldn't oh, have yeah. seen this at all especially and let I alone mean, in censored a small by town. a lot of times censored censorship by omission exactly like, That's people what I'm were saying. just like no like, like it was just you know yep. like I didn't I think my I think actually the video store that I worked in in Los Angeles was the first video store where I saw this yeah and I saw the box and I just never I didn't get to it but I just you know it's it was it when finally when I finally did watch it I was just like this oh is it's everything, everything. yeah <laughs> this is everything it's wonderful like, it's a beautiful it's, snapshot into like you know oh just God. that world and uh, 80s New York and, and oh my God 80s New the, York the aspiration like, uh, to be like because they think that like this idea that like rich people have it all which we all know now they're completely fucked up people <laughs> like you know I what mean, I mean yeah like, but it's you know it's that thing where it's like this is they, you know, the this grass is, is always this greener is before yeah. this is before like you know 24 hours news cycle mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it was just they you know and of course they knew that the rich people were fucked up they had dynasty yeah, they knew what exactly. was going on but they're just like still though they that mink coat, though. Yeah. yeah, that dat mink coat, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about the yes. guy who was doing um, Butch Queen real now? Or, oh, my God. What was it? What, I forget the category, oh, well, but he wait, had them. Wait, I might the, have it written he, down. Hold on. Let's see. He, was it executive realness? Because he had a fur coat. There's Butch Queen. There's Luscious Body. Oh. There is Town <laughs> and Country. Executive. Town and <laughs> I love Town and Country. It was like total like Ralph Lauren thing. Um, then there was yeah. Executive Realness. Butch Queen's first time in drag at a ball. <laughs> at a ball, yes. <laughs> Butch Queen first time in drag at a ball. And then there was also Basic Scene, which was the military one, which I really loved. Um, and mm. then um, High Fashion Evening Wear, uh, Realness, <laughs> which was to just to blend. Uh, remember yes. being a banshee girl. <laughs> banshee girl. <laughs> and then Voguing, and then Opulence. <laughs> opulence. Oh my God, that's right. Because when they first showed when they first showed Octavia Sailor on, and it was like she brings it every ball. I don't know why you're gagging. I don't know I'm why like, you're gagging. Yes, that's why they you say gagging? that all the time. They say that all the time on Drag Race, and I'm like, of course, yes. Now you know we've all know busted to walk a ballroom floor. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that just to like to use a phrase, the term "lusted." Like whenever you want to do something, right? It's like, oh my god, I'm lusting for an apple, a slice of apple pie. <laughs> I mean, it's quite apt, it especially when is. we love, we so do love good. cake. So, I mean, I can say I'm yes. definitely lust for a slice of cake in my time. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That cake place down by oh, your house. Oh, Susie Cakes! Yeah, yeah. Cake. We, we're going back, girl. We're going back. Shout out for Susie Cakes. <laughs> Goodness. Oh my god. Um... <laughs> But shit. that guy, who, that guy who's wearing, I think he was in, must have been in, um, maybe it was Executive Realness or Butch Queen Realness or something. And he was, he had the, um, they were freaking out because they thought his fur coat was a women's yes. coat. And he's like, he's like, the buttons are on the oh, right God. side. <laughs> it was like so good. I was just like, girl, she is having a moment. Like, Never mind. It's is- like every Civil War person, they're like, these buttonholes are hand sewn. It's just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're getting you're getting a five. You're getting a five, girl. Yes. Five. <laughs> five, five, fives across the board. Son of a bitch. So, you, oh, he, oh my god, they're so good. Oh my god, and of course, um, what I like before we move on. I mean. Is there any? I want to talk about Dory. Oh, and Corey, wait. Though, because it's, it, there, like I said, there should be a whole documentary that could have been a supplementary just about the life of Dorian Corey and him talking. I mean, I could I watch, just I could just watch him put on his makeup for oh my hours. God. I, and talk so about the good old he, days. I just, so sad that he doesn't have like a YouTube channel of just him putting on, putting on makeup and talking. Oh my God. It's just so good and just the fact that he's just like he's like puts i mean the they should have included more of that because in there because the ta- outtakes are really good when he does that like thing and he's like he gives he's like it's like a mini it's like a mini facelift yeah. <laughs> just gives you a tight pull he's a bit pro <laughs> tips from dorian Corey. <laughs> yeah exactly and if um oh my god i and he, i love that he's like explaining what shade is yes. and reading yes. i love that he's like he, reading is i don't have to tell you you're ugly because you know you're ugly <laughs> i'm like yeah so good so good i don't have to tell you you're ugly because you know you're ugly (laughs) there are so many great quotes uh for life from him and just from so many people i ended up writing down a lot of them just because they were you know like i just love when he's they're talking about like it's like you know uh um uh crossing into the looking glass i love when they describe the ball that yeah. way and then it's it's not just winning it's giving to that was really touching because again yeah. like that just that those are things to kind of remember in any kind of um extracurricular community that you have is like it's not mm-hmm. you know about like the giving and the giving back and and helping others like as much as it is you know it's it is a shady contest in just about anything you do whether it's this or yeah. larping or whatever but you know also <laughs> <laughs> those larpers are shady people in. i mean well d- drag and larping are uh, clearly in a venn diagram where they overlap because, I mean, <laughs> you know. at least in like um in you know intensity yes exactly in intensity <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, there were just some really, um, really, really cool things that people said. Um, and boy, Dorian Corey, man, he was just great. Like just, uh, yeah, and I highly recommend watching the outtakes because it's probably the first half of, of that, um, which is just him talk, like you said, just him talking and getting ready and, um, even Mm -hmm. talking about how, which God even rings true today of like, you know, nobody reads anymore. <laughs> you know, people were talking yeah. about these older queens were talking about how they grew up with books and they grew up with, you know, yeah. like reading something, then using your mind to visualize it versus watching television and going, I'm going to copy that. Um, just, yeah. you know, honestly, so many great fundamentals when it comes to just design and your hobby and your imagination and all that kind of stuff. I just, yeah. I just want a big hug from Dorian Gordy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh he oh would have been God. so much fun to sew with god if we could have just uh, hung out and had a stitch and bitch he would have been smoking so the whole time i would just stand by the window yep. but it'd be all i'd be so happy the smoking cools <laughs> oh my god so good it's like uh so virginia 70s. slims like super long oh my god. skinny ones <laughs> oh my god so good. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I the, God the New Yorkness of it all. The, the New Yorkness of it all. The late eighties Yorkness of it all was so. Uh, do you miss it? I mean, you kind of doesn't it? I kind of do. You know, I do even though you miss know it. it's not the same, it's like you. It's you not the same, it, but you know? it's like I. It's so funny because like the fact that like it kind of like looking at the video, like looking at it, I was just like it reminded me of my first apartment in New York, yeah. which was in Bed Stuy, right across the street from the Marcy Projects where Jay Z grew hey. up. So it was like it was still pretty fucking rough, even for two thousand and five. Um, so it was like. I was just like, Jesus. So it's interesting. It was, it was fun to watch it and just be like, Oh God, grimy, grimy New York. It's just, it's so it's, there's just something so beautifully fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say desolate about it, but it's just, it's, it's just like, everyone's like on board with it. You know, everyone is just like, Yeah. yeah, yeah, we get it. It's fucked up. Like, let's just move on. Like, but of course, gentrification and all of that has moved in and it's like, it's all, it's million dollars apartments but and now it's um, a ghost town 
um, I on it. Yeah, I've heard it's actually pretty. They've kind of gotten it together. That's good. During this whole it thing. doesn't surprise so really me. Nice. I feel like apparently, yeah, they've they shut. Too. They've shut down most side streets so that all the restaurants can open up into the street, and it's like all just like alfresco dining. Hell like, yeah! They're just like it's kind of like being in Paris. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, okay. I, I, I mean, I listen to a couple podcasts by people who still live around there. They're like, not gonna lie, yeah. it's kind of great right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's probably just all super rich people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or homeless. But no, yeah. well, but no. I'm I'm just thinking of that and like San Francisco both. It's just there's just yeah. been so much and we don't want to digress too much on actual reality right now, but um, yes. that's why we But we know. are talking about a documentary which is reality. It is very so much realness. So yeah. interesting. Um yeah, like this movie, I mean, this movie really shows you what it was like, you know, it yeah. shows all the, you know, it shows all the warts and all of what being a drag queen and being in that life in the late 80s was like and it, it you know, the your family disowned you. You moved to the you yeah. moved to the city just because you knew you could find some people. You had heard somewhere that you could find a community to live in, and like they they sort of like created these little tribes of people to like become you know to become little makeshift families. Right. And they took care of each other. You know they supported the you know they they all supported each other in the house and stuff. And that's it's really kind of beautiful. But then also there's like the realness too of the fact that most of them were sex workers. Yes, and like, or, or doing drugs. drugs exactly. or Exactly. And a lot of them are doing drugs. We're not paying you know? rent and, like, and skipping out yeah. and stealing people's shit and yeah. causing drama, you know? And Yeah, because you have to make, you have to, hu- you have to do it. New York is a fucking hustle. Yeah. Like, you and if you come from a fucked up family out, like, already, you're, you know, it's your frame of reference is only going to be as good as what's around you sometimes exactly you know? and also too is like when you when you know when you ain't got two nickels to rub against mm-hmm. you're gonna find ways to make ends meet if you know and if it's important to you you're gonna you know you might have to you might have to you know use the five finger discount every once in a while to get those things you need that's, you know? that's, that's how it goes that's new york in the that's new york in the 80s baby yeah. well and <laughs> i mean i know we uh i didn't know how much we wanted to talk about the true crime aspect of this but with um oh, yeah. but i i thought it was really interesting you really actually saw this in the outtakes when there's a uh, dorian Corey's getting ready and there's literally a shooting that's happening right outside of his oh, yeah. apartment and you really get mm-hmm. the idea like obviously he had been living there since the 60s and we we learn that because later on a mummified body is found deep in one of his closets and so yes um however from what i've learned is that which i have so many questions so many questions but now i feel like some of them have been answered because you know considering if that happened if he was living he had been living in his apartment for a very long time and as somebody who Mm -hmm. hunkered down in a one-bedroom apartment in oakland for 11 years I can relate. And you see your, you see your neighborhood go through ebbs and flows. So there's a very good chance that when he first moved into his apartment, it was a bit more suburban and you didn't have the drug crisis that was going on in the eighties happening so much in the sixties, although it was obviously very rough. We know that even from watching the queen, but you know, if he was living in a place, well, like in this, yeah. you know, it's, it's very possible that someone could have broke into his place and he defended himself and knew, hey, yeah. uh, if I report this, I'm done. I'm gone. So right, he just yeah. put, That's put it away. Really and like fascinating yeah. about that. Yeah. Like he, had to, he had to figure it out. And but what's so f- interesting, like New York in the 70s, people forget that like that city was bankrupt absolutely they did not have enough money for police like literally the police would clock out at 10 p.m and it was like yep. good luck till 8 a.m yep and there was some good luck heinous shit that happened like serial killers all kinds yeah. of crazy shit that happened in the 70s that that unfortunately bled into the 80s when we had mm-hmm. the war on drugs and the crack yep. epidemic and all that kind of shit that just all never made it stuff. any better yeah. um it was a seedy crazy place and again yeah. like uh, you know i know we love to make fun of madonna now but madonna came up in that all right like she dude she was assaulted at knife point i'm just saying this girl went through some crazy fucking shit that she doesn't always talk she didn't talk about but like she got she had to get hard before she got famous you know it's it's kind of it's just nuts it's like why i my old boss when i my second job in new york i my old boss was like i was like how long have you lived in new york she's like oh i went to school at parse or at fitum in the 70s and i was like oh shit and she's like yeah i was she's like it was nuts and i was like really i was like like what kind of nuts and she's like i had an apartment in alphabet city and the calves would stop at first avenue yeah and they'd be like here you go and she's like wait my apartment's like two avenues two Too avenues fucking further. Bad, they're, like, lady. they're like i don't go to alphabet city yep. 
And it's like, okie dokie. So she, a woman had to walk alone in a, like to her yep. apartment. And like the calves were like, nope, I ain't going to get robbed. Good luck. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit that that was, that was New York. And it was like, you either fucking figure it out or you move out. Exactly. You move and quite so often you don't was, know it until you've already got the apartment and moved in. You're like, wait a minute, yeah. you won't take me to my apartment, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you, they don't tell you that when you first move there. But, you're just yeah, like, New York, like, well, New that's York. Why the yeah. <laughs> Concrete jungle where dreams are You're made like, of. I'm in New York. Wait a minute. Why is my bathtub in the kitchen? Like, you know, just yes. <laughs> like, oh you know. <laughs> so. I'm not going to lie. I literally saw two apartments like that. Friends had apartments like that. One had a shower stall in his kitchen. Yep. Um, and I was just like, this is interesting. Right next to the stove. And it was a built-in shower stall. And then the other friend had his bat. His bathtub was in his bathtub was in the kitchen. Yep. I think. Um, was like had a like, shower, had like shower curtain. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Strong. I think had stories of her first apartment being like that. And uh, I think what yeah. they used to do is uh, put a piece of like plywood or cover over the tub and turn it into a dining table. So, yeah. So that's that. I mean, the true crime stuff, the Dorian yeah. Corey story is just, I just like, they found a mummy in his like years after, after his he died. apartment and like after yeah. he died. And like, this was, Definitely during the time he was filming, like had to have been. Oh, a hundred percent. It was in this apartment. Even, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was it like the the outtakes where they had the gunshots and stuff like that. I had it made um, a lot of sense. There was a, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because it reminded me of my first apartment in New York. I was walking a friend. I met a friend um, at the subway because I didn't have a buzzer in my apartment. So I met him at the at the at the subway, and I was walking across like past the Marcy projects uh-huh. on Flushing Avenue and it was we were walking and it was like pop 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 and he was just like what the hell is that I was like it's guns and I was just <laughs> and like it's guns. and he was just like he's like really and I was like keep walking <laughs> I was like yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm like, you don't like, yeah. you don't just stop in your tracks when there's guns popping <laughs> you off. You can do that surprise Pikachu face in my apartment. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's keep yeah. it moving because out here we're at Target. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it was some tough stuff. Um, and of course, like, there's, you know, it's the real bummer of the movie is that Venus Extravaganza was murdered uh, during, like, after the film. Truly tragic. Domain. I mean, and. So, the, but that's, it's just like that was the reality of the, you know, and they never found the guy who did it, of course. No. I mean, she was found four days later. Just after terrible. She was found in the, in the hotel. It was like, that's just. You know, that's just, that was the reality of it. And that yep. was just like the, you know, the callousness of that time. Mm-hmm. It was just like. And it's really sad it, about her too, because in so many ways she, she was more fortunate in that we, we see in the outtakes that she talked very fondly about her grandmother who sounds mm-hmm, like yeah. she's like, I'm her little girl. Like, so she actually had uh, like family ties. She had a, sounds like she had a good guy in her life that was sort of, yeah. you know, but again, there's the hustle. And I think she also was addicted to drugs, but she's so she's, yeah, sweet she's and soft spoken. That girl, she's more feminine than me. I just, everything <laughs> about her was so sweet and soft spoken. Yeah. And she had a clear vision of really like what she wanted out of life. And I think that and and to hear her speak again about her grandmother and her family and just um, wanting to have children and and this like, you know, she wanted to be like like a like a trophy wife with kids. You know, I just I just love (laughs) that. My favorite thing was when she they asked her, what do you want to be? And she's like, I want to be a rich, spoiled, spoiled white girl. Yeah. Cause they get what they, they always get what they want. And I'm like, Oh honey. That's, that's so, so not true. But, but I guess <laughs> that, that's the other thing too, is like, it's the perception. It's the perception. It's the, you you know, think the, perception the grass is greener, is. but it's like, you're yeah. just, a, you're just a bird in a gilded cage there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, that's, you know, it's like better than the cage they're in. Well, now, that's guess, true. So. It's, it's like, like, it's all at about least it's gilded. Optics. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least the feedings come on more, you know, on a regular schedule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's such a, this, this movie, first of all, this, it's so good. It's just so fascinating to watch. And, and of course it, you know, like we said, it, you know, it inspired RuPaul's Drag Race and it inspired Pose. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've seen Pose, like this straight up lifts so much from this you know and actually poses we're doing a really great job too of actually employing you um people who were from this from this era yeah. and from the drag scene not 
every not people that are in the uh, in the in the documentary because a lot of these people actually passed on um, due to various reasons. Um, but it's um, good that people are still the firsthand accounts are being taken, you know, used being used for that show. So they're doing. I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. Um, it ha- that show has its faults, you know. Ryan Murphy. What? He always loves to ri- he always loves to Ryan Murphy things. Well, up. yeah, he, yeah. It's fa- it's, uh, <laughs> you know. no one does it more fast and loose with history than he does. You know, well, but it, but aesthetic. I, more so, more aesthetic. so I have my, aesthetically, it's great. I just have very, I have real problems with, I have structurally, oh. Ryan Murphy has issues, which I'm just like, honey, yeah. please stop selling your characters out. Thank you. After you've built this character for a season, and then the last three episodes basically just sell them out and like do, make them do stuff that is completely out of character for them. I don't think you understand how characters work. It's very haze <laughs> like, code of oh him. Oh my God. It's very haze code. Well, it's, it's like, well, well we have a, you know, this person does this thing, so naturally this has to happen yeah. yeah i know i i don't want to go i don't want this sorry, to become a, um, a ryan murphy podcast yeah. but i'm just I mean, like I, if i have to see one more a very special episode of a ryan murphy show i swear to god where everyone becomes angels for one episode i'm like no let us <laughs> let the bitch be the bitch okay because guess what yeah like christmas does not life. make them be nice that's life. Like, yeah exactly that's life yeah. that is life people are just mean you know that's just how they are anywho and um, then sometimes mean people win they're not always they don't always get yeah. to die because for their sins yeah. at the end either exactly <laughs> i mean i'll point back to the first season of um american horror story with that final episode about the christmas episode where all of yeah. the ghosts were in the house having a having a christmas together like it was casper family oh, they did, he did the same I thing with hotel God. with all the serial killers I, having thanksgiving i have notes you did not need to do that sir Sir, oh, I gave up on I gave up on that series that that season. I like just four or five I just wanted to watch just Lady like, Gaga no. leaning all over furniture in her clothes. That's all Ooh, I need. Leaning on her furniture, just walking, <laughs> leaning, leaning, you know, smoking, posing. <laughs> doing all the things I can't do. Walking you know? downstairs, <laughs> walking through that weird garden at LACMA with that amazing dress. I just took Joy Division. I could just do that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Thankfully, someone's You're done like, like just... a compilation of just her walking around in outfits. <laughs> Just, there you go. Yeah. There you go. You get the things you need. I still stand by that if any, if he actually, but if he, should he choose to do a May West, a May West biopic, Lady Gaga for May West? I'm just saying it's my hill okay. to die on. She, she said would commit, it before. I, she says it before. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's Kathleen's May it. West corner. It's the, <laughs> You know what? We need a May West corner sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my God! So Kathleen, um, we are all wow. We've really just waxed poetic about this this movie. I mean, I, we didn't really get to talk about too much on the looks though, because there. I mean, we talked a little bit about looks, but is there any other looks that we really want to fo- like? You know, we want to teach the children about, as it were. Well, you know, it's funny the the looks that actually kind of. Oh, oh, no, sorry. Like, don't let me forget. Don't let me forget to talk about. Um, but we'll get back to look but actually this this movie gave us the name old hollywood realness oh, that's true. i forgot oh, to oh, even talk about too. the fact yeah. that our episode our show is called old hollywood realness yes. because the realness of it all is basically what it was inspired by the drag culture and that's yes. where you hear like oh we've i've actually gotten questions on social media too about what is a luke like l-e-w-k oh, like right. you know and like realness and stuff because people aren't familiar with drag speak as it were and why like, do we you shout know, opulence in that way opulence <laughs> yeah it's like um, that's it all comes from this so it's like you know the realness is like being being able to pass or like right you know like going literally doing it to the where they have buttonholes or hand stitched you know that sort of thing where it's like you know and like and of course like the looks and as it were you know like her outfit look at her her. exactly (laughs) yeah it's all like so if you watch this movie it might give you a little bit and you're not familiar with the drag culture it's definitely going to give you into some (laughs) uh some context as to why we queen out so the way we clean yeah. up. But, you know, it's very apt. I think that's the thing is like there's honestly the definitions of, of the the way they use words as a word nerd myself. Like I think that 
everything makes sense. Like when they, like they, they created their own language, like a language or I would say supplemental language that completely makes sense. Absolutely. And it's it's like an extension of the performance of drag. It's like the language has, it's like, you can't look the way they do and then just show up just being like, Hey guys, how you doing? You have to, you, you have to have, you have to have a persona. You need, you need a language darling. You know, that's where darling comes from. Like it's all like, everything is just so great grandiose everything is so opulent you know it's like it has to be because otherwise it's you're you got to sell the garments and, and, well, and really it's they're also like the idea of like realness or reading people i'm like oh so that's what yeah. it's called because we do this in our lives you know yeah, like every day gay or, it's gay or straight this is these are things we all do in our life like old hollywood realness is you know daily glamour i mean it's just those yeah. little things that you do to make yourself a little bit more you know like you're from a movie <laughs> and yeah, um and also just the realness of what it would have been like to work in the movie industry and the ups and downs mm. and and what that really would have meant you know not just the actors but the people sewing the costumes and putting on the body makeup and you know doing yeah. the fittings and all that kind of stuff so exactly. the shade of it all <laughs> in that way <laughs> vincent minnelli putting on the costumes behind the scenes <laughs> Tony Curtis spinning by, coming in with his Rolls Royce and dumping on the costumes. Uncle Paul's pool parties. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's all there, darling. It's all there. Oh my god. Oh, but yeah. This, um, sorry. It's okay. So. I wanted to make sure that I talked about that because yeah. I didn't, I, it totally dawned on me. I was like, Oh, that's right. Realness. We like, that's the point. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, cause it's so, we are so reverential to that peer to, to old Hollywood that it was like, exactly. and of course these, these ladies and these ladies and gentlemen's were too, Of course, you know, it's like they, they were doing like, you know, the po the Vogue gig is all like Harrell and like, it's like the Vogue video is all George oh, Harrell inspired. Just you know? gorgeous. It's like, I mean, David Fincher did an amazing job of that video. Like he's really killed it. So it's that it's all references to that, you know, to all of that. So, you know, it's it's quite amazing. It's wonderful. Um, there are men in yeah. suits. There are ladies in suits. There is black and there. white. There is voguing. Madonna's yeah, are. eyebrows are the definition of on fleek. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh man, so true. she just oh, it's it's like the definition. Of it, truly, truly. And then she was like, oh wait a minute, hold my beer, and I'm gonna do this live in 18th century clothes. And, you know, perfectly choreographed fan flipping and all live. You know, know, I just, oh, oh my God, oh my God. It's just, is this for me? Is this for me? You did it for me. (laughs) Yeah. So it was great. And, um, she's a national treasure (laughs) she Um, even though she's fucking weird now it's fine i'm saying you know what it's fine it's fine you're still just don't watch her just don't watch her instagrams now she's yeah i don't it's i i only had to i had to create it just so we did our live i really don't go on it i i think it's better if i don't Yeah, I just but I've I've been paying less and less attention recently. I apologize if I've left anybody in a lurch, but eh. I'm just, you know, just on, not on social media these days. It's just bumming me out. But uh, back to the movie, though, Kathleen, yes. I wanted to make sure that we talked about the looks yes. and the, the, the looks and the, the fashions. And we needed to teach the children yes. about the looks. So, like, um, what were some of your highlights that we haven't talked about? Well, um, I, I guess I have like I, my uh, sort of like a top three as far as like looks or categories i really loved number one i really loved the ones who did sort of like the absolute like high fashion model full fantasy that was almost that like leftoverness from like the 70s where they were doing like like pushing their hair back with the maxi dresses and they do that walk that's very quintessential like they're in a halston fashion show where they look like they're floating across like they float across the room and then do the spins and the spins and then put their hands on their head i just i love it i'm here for it it it's is so Diana Ross. It is so too. It's and like it's so Diana fucking Ross, glamorous. Like cover exactly. Like they're so all trying to be that, and but you can <clears throat> you can literally see and feel their confidence and their essence of like they're just feeling mm-hmm. themselves. Like it gives me goosebumps talking about it. And then yeah. the, the other one I really loved was again the, the military one kind of blew my mind because I kind of forgot yeah. about how that is like that that was important too and then when they interviewed the guy and like his out like when the outtakes I thought he was just lovely. Um and the way he talked about how it was important, like doing the drag and military, because 
you know, he was basically saying like, you know, like, you know, this idea of um, personal responsibility and what it represented and how it was like, you know, he was trying to articulate like, and it's kind of sad because it's like now, I don't know, because I'm, I'm not super, you know, up on like all the military rules, but it's like, this is clearly somebody who wanted to do that and maybe wanted to serve his country. And it's a real, sh oh, you know, no. like to see someone like that who just like, you want it so bad. You're like, why aren't you? Why aren't you a soldier? You know, yeah. but um, that and then, of course, I, I was very impressed by town and country when they did that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when they came out with the, and then this just the whole thing of like, I'm you know, I'm a rich person going on like I'm going to go riding. And it's just like I was. I know I, it was one of them had a little one of them had an equestrian it, helmet. I, which I'm I like, loved, where did you I fucking know, right? steal that from? Dude. Did you go to like the, the, the stables yes, in um, Central Park? They were, like they were in like their Burberry helmet. plaid, like, you know, but you know, all that shit was handmade. And it was just, uh -huh. I, I, I kind of like the shit that was not as flashy blew my mind, I think more because I wasn't expecting it. And then just, you could see like people were just feeling themselves, like just the way, uh -huh. like the essence of people coming through. But, but I loved it all. I mean, I love it all. But those those I are did, those yeah. are my highlights, I guess. So good. <laughs> Unconventional I think the highlights. The one that I really really loved was the beginning when um, Pepper Labeja came in and she had that like outfit with the big oh. puffy sleeves that she like did the Stop. she did the it tech it came apart yes. in the various pieces. That was so good. But also what I did love was that when she was kind of doing her like little like half half hearted Vogue mm -hmm. or something, there was a queen in the audience. They cut to her and she's just like, look at that, she's, like reading her for her shoes, <laughs> which I was just like, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's the kind of shit that you expect from a drag from a drag ball. It's yes. like they would just come, someone coming in looking hella fantastic, amazing, and then someone's gonna read them for a kitten heel. Be like, what are those shoes? Get out of here with those shoes! Like, like fat uh -uh. toes. Okay. I know. Okay. You got you got cliffhangers. All right. Yep. Oh, oh my God. God. Um, that one, that was really, that, that moment, I when I finally caught that, I was just like, this is everything. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And, of course, like, um, Dorian Corey's look that he was wearing, uh, she was wearing with, like, kind of the Tina Turner wig oh, with, like, the fringe, the sure. silver fringe. And I was just like, I mean, yes. Dorian, he's just, I mean, he's, up, he's so already, good. like, up there. I wish you know? there were more looks. Which he had more looks for Dorian Corey. I know. Because it was, like, so many good um, I just I know I've seen other photos and stuff that they were he did he his work was so good so well, it's like I like I said they that. could have done a whole documentary just on Dorian Corey and his looks know, and his yeah. talents so and him making stuff for other people and his stories of you know what it you the, the way it used to be and uh, he was just so uh, descriptive and well spoken and just like what a storyteller seriously well, I, I was know, you're yeah. just drawn in by him and Pepper Labeja both of them just I, really I really love, fantastic love you know um, but yeah I'm so glad we did this it was it was a uh, really great <sighs> and um, you know. I love this documentary. It's so, it's yeah. just so you can put it on. I watch it like once like a just, year. And now that I found the yeah. outtakes, I'm just, it's like, they should be together. Like that should be like a, sure a double that they feature. Are. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. In some, some scenario they have it together. Um, so good. Anywho. Um, yeah. So that is, that's, that's the episode on Paris is burning. Wheat woo. You, uh, wheat. <laughs> exactly. Wheat, wheat woo indeed. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah so thank you so much for being patient with us again yes. on our um we are probably going to be less frequent than we um have been in the past but we are still committed to giving you new episodes every once in a while so we'll um be sure to let you know when they're heading your way um we're just you know life is so hectic right now with yeah. personal and professional stuff so we we want to make sure that we're not half-assing it on this exactly part for, you, for, for everyone quality so, over quantity <laughs> yes but with that though um we have we actually have a f little surprise for you yes. everyone's um so we are actually doing a giveaway of um we from um actually we were contacted by universal home entertainment and the release of um in you know they wanted to promote the release of the alfred hitchcock classics collection mm -hmm. so in because we're doing that we're going to be giving away Five, count them, five digital copies of Psycho. Which is um, a so, pretty good is movie, y'all, if you haven't checked it out. It's, I mean, it's really amazing. It's really good. 
Um, so basically, we're um, giving these away to celebrate the um, Alfred Hitchcock's Classic Collections release, which is available now. Um, it's uh, basically it's a. Um, HD combo pack of Blu-ray and digital codes from um, Universal Home Entertainment. Um, it's actually it's awesome because they're um, it's a four four movie collection of Rear Window, Vertigo, Psycho, and The Birds, which actually oh we've God, done Rear Window, those and we've are done all Vertigo. Good. Yes, um, and, you know, of course, starring such favorites as Jimmy Jimmy James Stewart, Grace Kelly, Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, Tippi Hedren, Kim Novak, and Daddy Rod Taylor. That's right. <laughs> Most of those costumes yes. done by Edith Head. <laughs> Most of the, yeah, in fact, that's true. Um, yeah, so I'm um, very excited for this to, um, happening. So check out our social media links. Um, we're going to do it. Um, it'll be probably, it'll be a fun little giveaway. We got five um, five to give away. So we'll be doing some sort of drawing like that. So check out our Instagrams Woo-hoo! and our social medias. Um, yeah, so, um, and then uh, you can join us on our next episode when we cover Psycho of all movies. So freaking stoked. I mean, October's coming, you know. Just, it's very Scary. <laughs> spooky scary um so yeah very excited and very i'm very happy that um universal uh, that um universal home movies reached out to us on this yeah thank you so much that's awesome um and i do want to say uh thank you to everybody um catch us over on social media Mm -hmm. old hollywood realness on instagram and facebook ohr podcast on twitter you can join the facebook group ohr podcast darlings d-a-h-l-i-n-g-s um we'll let you in on there a lot of fun people over there um and trading stories and interacting with each other you know old hollywood fans uh you could also leave us a five-star review over on um on itunes it helps us with visibility and visibility is important um just like michelle did she said five stars exclamation point (laughs) this is the best old hollywood podcast out there i've been a fan of old hollywood since i was two to three years old Uh, thanks to my parents and grandparents um (laughs) here comes the gushing philip and kathleen have talked about a lot of my all-time favorites and some new ones i have i have to see as well they are so awesome and funny too oh thank you i highly recommend this podcast if you're a classic movie weirdo like me hug emoji i mean uh, if you're a classic movie fan you're no weirdo to me i'll tell you no way (laughs) you're our people so totally (laughs) um so thank you so much michelle for that that was really super sweet so be like michelle give a five-star rating review um and with that i'd like to say thanks for listening to ohr darlings (laughs) bye Test, test, beep, boop. Test, test, beep, boop. Boop, boop, beep, boop.